Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Guys, doing a bonus episode this week. May start doing this as a maybe once a month thing. I'm not too sure at the moment. So kind of like an in-between episode bonus you guys are going to get this week. Um, Because we had the show episode 258 with Jack Brewer. And Chris Wolford here approached me to come on and do a rebuttal or I guess a, a counterpoint to the argument. So I thought that that would be interesting. So I don't have a way to really kind of fit that into the into the show, the next show or the show after. So we're going to do a little bonus episode with Chris. So welcome, Chris, back to the show. Thank you, Adam, for having me on again. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely, man. Anytime. Um, I'm glad that you that you reached out to me. Um, so uh, let's dig into it, man. I don't really. I, I guess that you, you you're chomping at the bit, so. If you yeah. wanna, if you want to take it point by point, we can do that. I just you know I I I I want to say you know I do appreciate your viewpoint, like I said before. Um, but it's I, I know some people may possibly take umbrage of me having you on to counter it, but whatever. Yeah, it, sure, it is what it is. I'm pretty sure people will. It's okay though. You know everything will be okay. Yeah. Nothing's on fire. Well, I want I want people to keep in mind that like you know. I don't really have a bone in this fight. I I don't I don't stay up at night thinking you know. I have other cares in the world and other and I'm sure you do as well, Chris. Than thinking about like, you know, what is going to happen in ufology. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I I honestly hate the term ufology. Like, yeah. it, 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 that's the one thing Robbie Graham and I agree completely on. Sure. It implies that you're a doctor, and we're we're not doctors of anything, right? Yeah. You know, I just research UFOs. I, I set out a goal to get as close as I could, uh, could to what was going on with two stars and Tom DeLonge and that whole thing. I've taken a, fun, a ton of flack for it. It's all good. I've got a great flack jacket on. So I'm buckled up. I'm ready to go. And, you know, let's do this. So. Okay. Um, right. So did I... I do you have notes or things that you wanted to kind of address from the Jack Brewer episode? 
I mean, keep in uh, mind, we talked about this with Red Pill as well a few weeks before that. So. Yeah, I, I watched an episode too. Yep. Okay. Uh, the, the main thing, I guess, uh, that Jack had stated that uh, I take issue with is, I guess, how... I, I guess he views what To the Stars represents and the the... I guess the opening of the 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 ATIP program to the public via the uh, whether it be social media or the media in general, he doesn't view as like objectively. You know, he 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 thinks that we're getting getting all this information only from George Knapp, which yes, that's a part of it. But uh, or even with him as of late, uh, Jack Brewer is parroting what John Greenwald is purporting to say that the Pentagon did not declassify those three videos, did not give permission to declassify those videos with the DD-1910 form, which is totally absurdly false. They did. Uh, the people that he's, John Greenwald's talking to are one or two people at the Pentagon. Uh, they're they're uh, press people and you're not going to hear this anywhere else but here or maybe Alejandro Rojas, because he's the one that kind of found this out, is John Greenwald's only talking to um, this one uh, press person at the Pentagon, and they're hurt that they were skipped over in the process. Yes, when Lou Alzando went to get those videos declassified, they did skip a couple steps. It's nothing that is nefarious, but it isn't like some big conspiracy that uh, Two Stars is trying to hide anything or they that Lou Alzano's lying. That's not the case. And I just, when Jack Brewer or Walter Bosley or any of these guys parent that same stuff, it just drives me up a wall because they're not doing their due diligence. They're not listening to other voices other than what's in their echo chamber. And I hate to be that way. I guess, uh, you know, uh, I don't know how you would even uh, say that I am. I'm trying to be nice about it, but, you know, they're just not doing their due diligence. So that was the main umbrage with me. Um, with uh, Jack and Diana Pazalka. I, I will say I do, I, I, we are in agreement on that. I find Diana Pazalka, uh an interesting character. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, only, because, <laughs> yeah, uh, only because I don't know what to think of her. Uh, I had some interactions with her in the past via social media, both on Facebook and on Twitter, uh, some private messaging back and forth, but then she deleted her Facebook account uh, and said yeah. that she had to delete it because of the university and because of the book. And then she went on to Twitter for about like a month and a half. And then she did the same thing. And I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know what she got herself into. I really don't. And I'm not trying to be conspiratorial because I know some of my colleagues uh, would get real angry with me because they, they love Diana Pazalka and what she's done. And I do, too. But I just find it very interesting that she's had to delete her social media accounts not once but twice but three times. See, 
I think that she's gotten into this whole Silicon Valley world where yeah. there's, there's this there's this degree of weirdness. Yeah. And I I think maybe that it that maybe just a the subject of UFOs maybe that she's freaked out by it somewhat because it is such a fringe subject and maybe like her fellow academics aren't going to take it seriously. And B, I think that possibility that maybe some of these people that she's around are making things more serious, seem more serious than they actually are. I think that that's, that that's what's going on too. When you got the people that like, uh, that, pretty much nicks that Whitley Strieber interview. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, you know, so I mean, I mean, what is that? And I, and I had no problem and I've, and if you listen to our interview with her, you know, we, she even mentioned that some of the, what, the questioning that we were talking about, some of the questioning that we were going almost was the same path that, that it was going for um for Strieber, so she had to be careful about what she said. But I I think that with I think it's like this whole nexus of Silicon Valley and this kind of maybe there's some I don't know what are those things called those those forms the non disclosure forms possibly yeah, yep. that could be going on. Um, I think that that's possible possibility. But see, like now that whole thing has been blown wide open by all these researchers. We know who uh, James is. We know who Tyler is. Yep. You know, James, I guess is Gary Nolan, mm-hmm. apparently. And um, Tyler is just some guy that owns this biotech company that no one has ever really heard of. Uh, not exactly. He is uh, connected to NASA. In what capacity? Don't ask me. I just know yeah. through my sources he's connected to NASA. But he's still somebody that's not there in the public, the public eye. I think no, that's my, I, my point. He wrote a he wrote a book a yes, very long time a very long time ago that you can only get uh, like you could get it on Amazon, but you have to pay an outrageous fee. And uh, yeah, right. I don't I don't know. I mean, she definitely got involved in something. Well, uh, Serfiel found, he got through interlibrary loan, he got this book that is a textbook that is worth $500. I mean, (laughs) astronomical. I mean, the the textbook um, industry is a whole other show. But, because I used to work at a college bookstore, and it, I mean, in the 90s, and prices were obscene then. But the, the, the thing is, is like this book is inaccessible to the public because of the price. Plus, it's a college textbook, so it's only used in particular stores. And and the guy, she was one of the editors. The other guy was a professor here in Nashville at Vanderbilt. And you know, in that in that book, you know, she talks about Tyler by name. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was easy for Serfiel to figure out that's who she's talking about. But when it goes to the wider public, then she has to keep it on the down low. But it's like the yeah. information is there if anybody wants to access it. This well, it's is hidden not, in plain sight. That's yeah, the thing. Right. This is not like top secret shit, you know? Well, here's the other thing is she took, I think it was Tyler who went with her to the Vatican to right. their secret 
Yes. Yep. And I remember this on Facebook, and I had screenshot one picture of her before she deleted her uh, profile. And you can call me stalker. I don't care. But sometimes you have to do this stuff. Because they were within the secret vault of the Vatican for their, the, the library. And they were looking at UFO books that the Vatican has that nobody has access to. Yeah. Which is, like, mind-blowing to me. But, I mean, yeah, she obviously got uh, got herself into something. I don't know what. I know that she was connected to, like, people like Chris Bledsoe. Um, I've heard, and I haven't checked out the veracity of this, so don't hold it to me. I just heard this, that she was going to write a screenplay for Chris Bledsoe's story. I don't know if that is true or not, but... I find that very interesting. Chris Bledsoe being the very um, well-to-do uh, experiencer that is uh, friends with John Alexander. He's friends with Grant Cameron. He's had multiple experiences. He was the original guy. I think I had told you this uh, a long time ago, uh, maybe in private, but I'll tell you now in public. Uh, he was the original guy for Two the Stars before it was Two the Stars. That okay. they were going to base... A lot of their stuff off. Yeah, I remember you and, talking about that. Mm-hmm. Yep. And when the they uh, they are a threat came along, he's like, "I'm not being a part of this," and yeah. he extricated himself from that situation. Yeah. So when they started talking about it as the advanced aerial threats or whatever, yeah, A-A- well, AATs, being, yeah, yeah AAV, yeah. yep, yep. So I, I don't know. I mean, that's where I agree with Jack Brewer. I don't know what, you know, and Diana Pazalka, she seems like a very nice person, but I don't know what the hell she got herself into. Uh, the fact that, you know, she had this, she couldn't say this, she could say that, uh, she's skirting around stuff, but like in social media, she do the same thing. So uh, privately, I know she's a little bit more open, but obviously that information was not conveyed to me. Uh, to all, some my friends and colleagues, yes, but not so much to me. Um, I get the feeling, this is my feeling from speaking to her, that these guys, especially probably Tyler, have just worked her up. Possibly. I mean, I, you know, who knows? I mean, mm-hmm. <clears throat> Gary, here's the thing. Gary Nolan, I'm, you'll, be, you'll get an exclusive for this episode. Okay. Gary Nolan is a awesome, awesome, awesome person. I'm going to say that again. He's an awesome guy. He's a wonderful scientist, and he's a wonderful human being. Because, not because of the UFO stuff, but the, for a simple fact, when I was at my lowest point with my health situation back in December and January, he reached out to me. He didn't have to do that. And then what he offered to me, was amazing. He offered me the services at the National Institute of Health Services here in the U.S., the best uh, best uh, minds in science and healthcare that you can get. And he was like, Chris, I know you're having this situation. I want to help you. I kind of turned him down because, I mean, I don't know him other than I talked to him a handful of times. Uh, we talked mainly about UFOs. We never really talked about personal stuff. And for him to do that was amazing. So I don't think there's anything nefarious going on with Gary Nolan. Yeah, uh, I think you know, I think it's people, primarily Tyler. 
And yeah. I don't necessarily if I don't necessarily the word nefarious is right, but I think that these people they live in this kind of world where it's just like you know, cloak we better, and dagger. yeah, we we our wannabe cloak and dagger kind of stuff. I think that that's part of it too. Um, it, this kind of corporate world where we got to, you know, some of the people that are that are rich that they that the you get this in like the, the psychology of poverty or the psychology of rich people it's like they want to just they want to keep everything to themselves this whole idea so i think that that's that's a that, i think that that's a part of it too yeah i mean if you want to go super conspiratorial i mean it's the elite high from the serfs i mean you yeah. could do that too not to say that i am i'm just it is interesting that they you know they put all this information in a textbook that's 500 dollars. it's right out there for everybody to get but it's you can't. I mean, I guess you could, but you know that's just unfortunate. Um, yeah. But yeah, Gary, Gary Nolan, awesome guy. Uh, the study that he's doing with Ke- uh, Christopher Kit Green is an awesome study. I know, like Walter Bosley and I, before Walter and I soured, uh, I would ask Walter, "What did you think?" He kept saying they were going to use me or use people. That's what the end game was. I don't see that at all. Um, but you know, I, I just, I, I honestly think some researchers or a lot of researchers have become too, and I've said this before, too jaded for their own well-being. They're, what's going on is a good thing with all the news stories and uh, even if, whether you hate two stars or you like them, it's a good thing because they have moved the needle forward. Some people disagree with me. That's fine. But in my world, it, it has changed. It, it, it's profoundly changed because you're getting the national media to talk about it on an almost daily basis, which a, two, year, two years ago or a year and a half ago, that wasn't the case. We are literally in the dark ages. Um, yeah, apparently but, something came up that I saw yesterday on facebook that tucker carlson mentioned ufos on yeah he TV. had uh, a reporter that was talking about a the atip program and they were talking about the metal alloys the uh, kit green uh, one thing i'm kind of bummed out about though is why doesn't tucker carlson try to actually because that dirt's paper i told you about last time i was on is out in the public like you could google it dirt's paper it's 38 different papers uh, field effects of uh, contact of human flesh or something like that. It's the paper Christopher Kit Green wrote that he's talking about. Uh, I know, and I'm just going to name names. I know for a fact they've tested John Burroughs from the Rendlesham Forest. They've tested Whitley Strieber. Uh, I know another uh, very well-known experiencer. I'm not going to name his name. They're, they tested him. Uh I'll just throw that out there that I was in consideration at one point for this this test. I ultimately chose not to be a part of it because it was so involved. And I and I'm not like I, this I'm is not a, making this, this up. is a physical test or this is some kind of mental thing. What, what? No, 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 no. This is a it's it's on Gary Nolan's side. It's blood work, okay. and on Christopher Kit Green, he's sticking an MRI. Okay. And I, I said this to you off air, uh, I think with uh, Rob and some other guys, uh, I mentioned this to you. Maybe it was the show we, uh, you did with Soraya and me. 
Could like I been. mentioned, the, the, this is really happening. Like this, these, this uh, study is actually going on. Uh, Christopher Kit Green at that time with the Dirds paper that he wrote. Uh, it was only military people that they tested. They've transitioned over to doing some public people, uh, well-known people, uh, some well-known. I mean, obviously, Whitley Strieber is pretty well-known. Though I don't think he would admit that. Uh, I know for a fact that you would have to sign an NDA. I don't know for how long. I know the tester is very involved. Uh, you give blood. Uh, preferably, your parents would have to be alive. Mine are dead, so that was not preferable also. Because mm. they would like to take blood for the mom and the dad. They want to do a comparison. It, yeah. Yes, yes. And then, apparently, this is from people that I've talked to who are in the study, Kit Green, when they put you in the MRI, could definitively tell whether you're experiencing it or not right away without the blood work. This is like, I'll, what, looking at brain patterns or something? Or brain, yeah, brain scan of your brain. And I guess this antenna, if you read Dinah Pazalka's book, yeah. the antenna, that's where that is coming from is that they could see on MRI that you definitely are an experiencer of this phenomenon, or you're highly, highly psychic. They could see it on the MRI. I don't know what they do to get that to go and be that way, but that's been explained to me multiple times from different people who were in the study. So this is an idea that you could be highly susceptible to having these experiences yeah genetically which has always been one of these that's always been there i mean at least since the beginning of the abduction phenomenon was looking at people that had a certain kind of genetic makeup as being prone to these experiences Mm -hmm. which is which is interesting but you know being someone that I look at this as in more the spiritual spiritual way. I think anybody could have these experiences. For sure. I think... Uh, but there sure, could be it, something to where they're going with this, though. Exactly. I mean, obviously, yeah. I, I don't know what they're going to do with that information. That was another part of me that was like, I don't know if I really want to get you know cook, hooked up with this situation. Mm-hmm. But... You know, it, it was very interesting uh, from, you know, being an observer of a, a, a fellow experiencer that I know very well and watching them go through the process. I was like, eh, that's cool, but I don't know if I want to do X, Y, and Z, you know. I mean, it's a lot to uh, take in, I guess. And the, I guess the one good thing is Christopher Kit Green's right here in Detroit, so... It wouldn't be that bad for me because I could be right there and they could draw the blood and yeah. Gary Nolan could uh, do his thing. But, you know, I guess not, for me, I have only seen one person really uh, talk about this is it's really MJ Benias. I'm really surprised that people like Greg Bishop, Nick Redfern, uh, even Miguel Romero. Why, why is he talking about this? I mean, that's pretty exciting stuff unless they are so jaded that they feel that this is still a military op that is using this for another nefarious reason i haven't seen any evidence of that but maybe i'm wrong 
I mean, there's any way number you there's any there's maybe any way you could go with that really. I I don't know. I, I don't I don't really know. I mean, maybe it's like, if it's a genetic study, possibly they're getting genetic tags. But I it, I I think in that respect, this that could just be because they are genuinely interested in it. You know, True. I, I I haven't seen um, those guys even address this. I mean, this is kind of. I've seen other things. I mean, you've you've talked to me about this before, mm-hmm. but I've seen like the what is it the free study where they were talking about. Yeah. The, I think that uh, people like Rosemary Ellen Guiley were involved in that, and that was yeah. that was more of a like looking at different, not a genetic study, but looking at the stories and the different kinds of pat or the similar patterns within the abduction contact experience. The problem with the free study, and I, I hate to be the bear bad news because I'm I'm glad they did the work that they did. Yeah, well, I haven't really heard only, much about it honestly since then. So yeah, uh, well, ever since you know, two stars tried to buy it and whatever. Uh, uh, okay, is that uh, what it was? Yeah, I'll, I would say about a year ago, maybe a little bit longer than that, they tried to buy it, uh, and uh, Ray Hernandez, who's uh, president apparently now, uh, he said no thanks. Didn't want to be a part of it, but the problem that they have with the free study, or they uh, they don't address, is the negative interactions with this phenomenon. They only want positive, so they skew all their data to the positive, mm-hmm. and that's not good. You know, you need to look at the full range of the spectrum. Sure, sure. So, because uh, you know, with this phenomenon, my experience was neither good or bad. It was just, it just kind of happened. So, where do you, and I know for a fact, uh, Free didn't even want my information. Hmm. I was like, okay, that's cool. I, whatever. Um, so, yeah. Uh, well, okay. So let's 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 address a point, and this mm-hmm. is the one that I'm just I, I have the I have the hardest time with because I'm so unclear about it from i guess quote unquote your side of the argument mm-hmm. and that's the metal alloys no oh, that's okay. the, that's the part where i'm just like i i mean i guess maybe in that interview i seemed flippant about it but the possibility but really what it is is just like i i i, I see no clarity on it what and i'm not well, gonna like, jerk here what do you mean? Well, like, where did they come from? Where do these alloys come from? What What are these? Are they little pieces? Like, what? I mean... Well, I, I, all right. I'm going to give you... A, and I think I alluded... I shared the picture with you. I know for a fact they went to Ohio last summer to collect one piece. The piece is about, I don't know, eight inches long. Did they it's go almost, to Wright-Patterson? No, 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 no. This is a private individual who they live in a home in ohio i don't know where in ohio i wish i would but i don't gotcha and this this piece fell from the sky off this quote-unquote ufo and it fell right in their backyard they kept it they didn't say anything to anybody and when two stars kind of put it out there that they wanted to do the atom project uh I don't know how they got in contact exactly with two stars. I'm pretty sure there were some researchers that I, I deal with that I know that kind of pointed them in that direction, possibly. I know for a f- another 
uh, fact that they're possibly, I don't know if they did get this piece of uh, whatever this metal is, but I know that there was a researcher in Nevada, just outside Nevada, who talked to a witness to a crash in the 60s in somewhere in Nevada, and the military came and took away most of the pieces, but the military didn't get everything. And this this person who this researcher was dealing with had at least four to five pieces that the military did not take. And this was a genuine crash. And this is a researcher that does not do online debates. He does not do uh, YouTube shows. He doesn't do any media. He's legit as all get out. Um, and he shared this with me. And uh, possibly that is a, a piece to... Uh, well, I can't talk. That two stars has gotten. I, I, I don't know. I know uh, they had gone around. You got to remember, despite what some people say, Jacques Vallée was still very much part of two stars, whether people want to say he was or he wasn't. He was, okay? M- maybe he gave them a lead where to look for such alloys. And you got to remember, here's the other part, is... But uh, Robert Bigelow obviously had the Hainer uh, that hosted a lot of these pieces. Is there a possibility that some of these pieces have come from Bigelow Aerospace? I don't know. We'll just have to. We'll be all together. We're waiting till uh, May thirty first to find out. <laughs> you know when the when the show premieres. And I know it's a crappy way to do it that way, but you know what else do we have? To, you know. What, uh, what else can we do? We can't go pounding on Earth Tech's door and say, "Hey, show us what you got." They don't. It doesn't work that way, <laughs> you know. I, I guess to to play devil's advocate for a second. I mean, with all this, and you know, I, the, I, I suppose that there's the distrust. I think comes from. I think first it's the intelligence community ties. And then the second, I guess the distrust comes from the fact that they're putting this all together in a TV show that is kind of like, really, these TV shows are, are a double-edged sword, in my opinion. And that's this goes for not just UFO shows, but the ghost shows, all this, all this milieu. In for that, sure. In that it puts out, it, it, put, it gets that stuff out there. It gets people thinking, but at the same time, it doesn't really truly share it with the world. It's you wait till the TV show happens and there's obviously a monetary, a monetary reason for it. Uh, all right. So let's address the first part. You said skepticism because of intelligence people being associated with two stars. My rebuttal, not so much to you, but to the, the Jack Brewers, the Walter Bosley's is where's the evidence of that? Where? You don't have any. We do not have any evidence well, whatsoever. Is it Elizondo, former CIA? Yeah, no, he's uh, former DIA. Uh, not D, yeah, DIA that's, and the DOD. That's the intelligence community, though. Of course, yes. But it doesn't mean that everybody whose intelligence is bad. That's what I don't understand. Like, uh, yeah, I will right. grant. I will grant you that, Chris. Yes, yes, absolutely. Right. Not, not not everyone. Not everyone is toppling third world governments. <laughs> Exactly. I mean, here's the other thing, and I, I'm going to get a little bit personal, not with you, but with like Walter Bosley. 
who is he to say anything? He's former Air Force Officer Special Investigation. Why are we taking anything that he says as gospel? Who anointed him to be the, the gatekeeper of I know all and this this looks like X, Y, and Z? Well, he was an intelligence. Yeah, but he, Why do we believe him? But he does know that world. That's kind okay. of, I mean, that's, that's kind of his point. I mean, he knows that world. He knows what, what happens in it. But he could, he, Adam, just to play devil's advocate, he could be spinning it to spin it. And we wouldn't know because we just, we uh, had to trust him. You know? I don't know. Having met Walter, I don't, <laughs> I don't think he's spinning it just to spin it. But that's just my personal opinion. No, so. and, 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 and again, I'm not trying to be jerky, but, yeah, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess, so, they're, I guess the other side is like Fox Mulder and trust nobody. That's fine. So I guess wait till we get all the data and see what is presented over the six episodes and then make a, uh, make a informed decision yeah. based on that data. Instead of just making pronouncements and saying, this is for money, or this is an intelligence app, or blah, blah, blah. Because basically, uh, and I've spoken to a lot of people, uh, quote, unquote, that are on my side, that say, we, it's like you, they throw pickles and tomatoes and everything, and nothing has stuck. Nothing has stuck. It's, it's kind of funny, because again, where is the evidence that this is an operation? First it was, it's because of the money. Well, no, it's clearly not the money because two stars is fine. Yes, they're asking for $10 million more, but that's that's with any business like that. And again, they're not $37 million in debt. I, you know, I have to address 10 that million, again. $10 million in the long run really isn't that much. No, days. I mean, this is just like a any other internet startup company. Yeah. I don't understand why people are so flippant about that and be like, ugh, you know. I, I just don't get it. It's what we've all wanted for the longest time. And then when it comes here, get or gets here, we all, well, not we all, but most people ignore it. I don't get it. Or t- uh, talk it down as it's it's nothing more than the government doing X, Y, and Z. Really? I agree with Grant Cameron. If you're the government and you don't want people talking about this, you stop talking about it. But since people are talking about it, obviously something's going on okay i i firmly believe and this is my opinion that they want they painted themselves into a corner tom DeLong came along presented a really good way to get them out of that painted corner and of course is there a reason behind that maybe to make money whatever i mean i i can't sit there and say there isn't i mean maybe that's why they're they're wanting to get this out for also I have a strong strong opinion on this too that they want to get ready for the privatization of space when people start to fly to the moon or Mars so when they see these things they're not oh my god it's a UFO they'll be like oh it's a UFO it's not a big deal you know they're kind of I mean that's the conspiratorial part of Chris thinking that that they're just getting us ready for that I don't know I don't think it's a false flag or Project Blue Beam or anything like that. I just, I don't understand why people are so hard-headed on this and so anti, I don't know. I just, I don't get it. 
I just don't get it. I know I'm lonesome over here. I, 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 I think it's just like when you people have been burned before. And and especially when you've got stuff that happened with Paul Benowitz and all that. I mean, that's that's what you that's what we can go to the the Mirage Men. But see, that, I don't think that whole thing. I mean, it, it, and 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 I see what you're saying, and I've been saying this for a while now too. Like you know this, and we've repeated it many times. Of just like I think a lot of this that's going on could be a cover for militarization of space so if that's true then there naturally would be some kind of intelligence agency involved but at the same time there are genuinely um mysterious things that are going on and i and i tend to actually agree i tend to really agree that you know the ufo thing is becoming is being taken a lot more seriously now and I think in a way that maybe could actually divorce it from little green men and and maybe people could take it more seriously. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, the thing about it to me is um, people like Dave Beatty, who've made the documentary The Nimitz Encounters, he mm-hmm. made a second version of it with more witnesses that have come forward. And I want people to be in, inclusive in this community. I don't want to be exclusive. I mean, when you get people like John Tenney or uh, Miguel Ramiro or Jeff Call, saying, calling them all out. Yeah, why not? You know, that's what I'm going for the juggler today. Why not? You know, <laughs> whatever. Uh, it's all good. I mean, if they hate me, that's fine. I, I, I don't hate them. I just wish they would, uh, I guess calm down their temperament towards anything that the new people have brought forward. Because I think a lot of new people have brought forward a lot of good things and they get crapped on for bringing it out. And, uh, you know, I listen to a lot of other podcasts Mm -hmm. and one that I listen to uh, is the Jamie Josta show. Jamie Josta being a singer to hate breed. And he wants to bring the metal and hardcore community together and be inclusive versus exclusive. And that's kind of what the UFO community right now is going through. Where, And I won't say old guard because I feel that there's a lot of old guard and whatever. It is what it is. They don't like the fact that the new people have come in and in certain cases they made documentaries. They've started new blogs. They've done this. They've done that. And it's all for the positive. And we've kind of uh, well, not kind of, we have figured out some things that we had not before that th- these other people who've been there, they have, they just kind of sit sitting on their hands on the sidelines and they're not contributing anything other than this is fake. This is a military op, you know, uh, whether it be dark journalist saying that th- it's a CIA front. Again, where's your evidence of that? Please well, share. <laughs> Please let me say this, and I'm not. I'm not saying that you necessarily engage in this, but mm-hmm. I have. I have noticed from my exposure, I guess, to the quote unquote old guard that one of the things that they, I think, that they resent and they find perplexing 
is some of the newer guys out there saying that like if you bring these any if they bring any of these concerns about intelligence agencies that we've been we've been burned before on this all of a sudden the the flack that they get from the newer the newer breed is well you guys are just going to be left behind and you're going to be um you, you're yeah. gonna you're you're gonna be left in the mud, and I think that there's a certain amount of per, per, I think that the, that the, that the older guys out there are a little perplexed by that, and I think they resent it, and it makes the older people kind of look like, you know, the the like I think I, I I what I compared it to was the hardcore punk scene back in the 1980s, where it's just like <laughs> if you didn't toe the line, then you're out, man, and it's just it's that kind of it's it's that kind of mentality with this younger generation of of you of ufologist for lack of a better term that is kind of like perplexing and a little, maybe a little concerning for some of those people. Uh, and I'll admit, I'm the one who kind of started that. You will get left behind in a title wave. I did say that Adam and I, I, I stand by that. You will get left yeah, but, behind, but you said that, but you know, there's other guys out there that are going to pick up on that and they're going to say it a lot more vociferously than you, than you, than you do. It's kind of like this whole, like, you know, it's the cultural revolution in China. You know, we got to purge out the old people and, you know, this, this whole idea that, that it, it seems I'm like not, it's just very, it's, it's, it's very like, you know, we're the new breed and, you know, screw everybody else. And I think well, that there's a resentment there towards that, towards I, that attitude. Yeah, I, I'll give you that. But I guess what, I guess a lot of my fellow colleagues are bummed out with is the fact that when we when they bring something forward that is cool like again i'm going to plug this again the nimitz encounters free on youtube you can watch it anytime and dave Beatty made a second one with more witnesses mm-hmm. it's kind of like eh, by the old guard they're like okay whatever and i'm like are you serious so you're you're discounting six people whether they were on the nimitz or the princeton and what had happened to them is pretty profound, and you're, like, indifferent about it. If I was, like, Greg Bishop, I'd be hounding Dave Beatty to get all the witnesses on his show. Because I find it very odd that, like, and I'm not trying to, like, harp on Greg Bishop. I, I like the guy. I just, I, I think guess. Greg with, may be, I think Greg may be, he's, he's looking into he's the, done, the To The Stars Academy. He's not. He's done the 180 a little bit. I, I'll yeah. give you that. He has. Uh, but like, I, I wish you would have Dave Beatty. Maybe I'll try to set that up at some point. Uh, cause I think that it would be profound to hear all these witnesses accounts of what happened during that November exercise in 2004. It's pretty crazy. I mean, when you have, uh, PJ Hughes talking about the E2 Hawkeye, uh, pilot flying back to the aircraft carrier Nimitz. He, the minute that he got off the, the aircraft, he was to sign an NDA, and he was never to talk about it again. And then there's other people who didn't have to sign an NDA. So there's a weird dichotomy, and then there's, again, a lot of people don't know this, but two Air Force officers went on board via helicopter and took the data brick from the E-2 Hawkeye that recorded that whole event, the Tic Tac event, the second flight. Uh, so... But people don't know that, and I wish more, I guess, old guard researchers would start to uh, look at that data because it's it's crazy times, man. I mean, that's a good thing that we have people like Dave Beatty making films 
like that. I mean, and then I found out uh, from Dave Beatty and from his people, uh, these other witnesses, that a nuclear attack sub that was with the Nimitz carrier group, they were picking up sonar uh, 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 returns of the Tic Tacs in water. That's like crazy. Yeah, like a USO. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so, I mean, I, I guess I've been a bad boy and I have kind of launched some, you know, darts at the old guard, but I just wish they would be a little bit more, I don't know, open. But again, some of it has been because of what myself or other people have said, the old guard kind of gets mad and I get it. Um, but I guess time will tell. We'll see. We'll have to see what happens. Um, well, there's one thing that is definite for sure. The, the, the TTSA, and I guess Tom DeLong in and of himself, I think has been extremely divisive. I don't know. And I'm not saying, I mean, I'm like, I'm, I'm not that on a good or bad, whatever. I mean, time will tell on something like that, but I, I just wonder why it has been, been so divisive. With him, with people like yeah. saying that, well, because in my opinion, uh, there's a lot of UFO researchers who put a lot of time and blood, sweat, and tears into the subject, and they see this guy who's a rock star, who came along, who read a few books, who put together this thing, and rightfully or wrongly, got together with some intelligence people and started this effort and they've actually gotten some traction whether people want to give them credit or not i'm sorry but they have uh, that's up for me not up for debate because at this point uh what two stars has been able to do has been monumentous i mean when i have family members routinely ask me or telling me chris i can't believe i saw this on the news is that because of that tom the long guy and it's like well, see, this is a good thing. And originally, I think that this was aimed towards the younger generation. But I think ultimately, at the end of the day, it's aimed at everybody who was not into the subject at all. So I don't know. I mean, well, again, time will tell. We'll just have to wait and see. It's been a really good ride thus far. Um, could we get burned? Possibly. But I don't think it's probably. I really don't. I don't see how... If this is an intelligence op, what's the main goal? Again, I, I don't understand it. Like, I don't, I just don't. And I've read plenty of books on spy versus spy and counterintelligence and stuff like that. And I've talked to people who've talked to Lou Elizondo in person, and he does not seem like the guy who's lying to pull the wool over on her eyes. So mm -hmm. I don't, you know, I don't know. Uh, we'll just have to wait and see, I guess, Adam. Was there any other things that were in that interview, our interview with Jack Brewer, that uh, that you wanted to address? Mm, you know, just the you know the fact that he he thinks that some researchers aren't doing this objectively, and that he thinks the data is skewed because we're uh, well, quote unquote fanboys, or we're not looking at scientifically. How much more scientific do you have to get more than, like, Kit Green and Gary Nolan? I've lived it. I've talked to these guys. This is actually happening. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll share, I, think I, I think I shared this with you, that leaked audio tape with that woman experiencer with Kit Green. 
I think I shared that with you. I think you did, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Grant Cameron has the whole hour. <laughs> I would love to hear that whole hour, but I have not. But the fact that she uh, was asking Kit all these questions uh, was because she had grown tired of uh, the back and forth. She wanted results, and she wanted to know what they were doing. And uh, it's from my uh, from my information from you know Grant and some other people that she was ultimately uh, not let go from the uh, the study, but she was uh, put on the back burner because of the whole leak tape. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I get. I mean, I know some people would say that like that is um, uh, you're lacking morals by leaking this tape, but at the same time, sometimes you have to do that to verify truth, you know? I mean, because there was a long time, there was, there was nobody believing me that I was having these conversations with Gary Nolan at all. Like, they were like, oh, you're full of crap. Christopher Kit Green, he was part of the Avery back in the 80s. This is nothing more than that, blah, 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 blah. And just got tired. I got really tired of having to, you know, I guess defend myself when this really is happening. That's I guess that's the biggest takeaway I want people to understand. There are scientific studies actively going on right now about this phenomenon. Uh, we will get those white papers. I did talk to Gary uh, about a week ago, uh, and I know um, N.J. Benias said the same thing that those white papers are forthcoming. They just have to do, do their due diligence. It's not like they're just going to release it uh, for giggles. They want to take their time and go through the scientific method and do it the correct way. So maybe uh, people like Jack Brewer will calm down a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think that that just about covers it. Unless there's All anything right. else that you wanted to add, any kind of news or anything to, anything to watch uh, in the next the next few weeks. Well, I think one thing that I will say that kind of gets lost in translation is mm -hmm. Congress has met on the subject in 2019 twice, once with the Armed Services Committee and once with the Space Committee. Uh, and I know for a fact that the Armed Services Committee was very upset the Space Committee was brought into the fold. They're very territorial about this is ours, that's not yours. You deal with space. So, and again, within government, there's this back and forth. And the one thing I will say to kind of uh, throw a wrench into that whole it, we're being used uh, as an intelligence op, uh, that two stars is an intelligence op and uh, ATIP is an intelligence op, is the fact that people like George Knapp and a few others have said and I've seen this too, and I, I know that uh, uh, this former Senator Harry Reid has mentioned this, that within the Pentagon, and I think I mentioned this the last time on your show, there's the people who want this out, and then there's people who do not want this out because they view this as a demonic thing. Yeah, this is kind of like the Collins elite kind the of elite. stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, religion is definitely a, a hindrance when it comes to this, apparently. Okay. So that's all I wanted to add. All right. Well, Chris, um, 
thank you for doing this. I mean, this is this is excellent little little bonus for the week. Um, where can people find you and uh, I guess see what you're working on? What what arguments you're getting into? Oh, <laughs> on a daily basis. I don't know. I'm trying. You know, I thank God my phone got fried because it literally got fried. Like we plugged it in. We went away on vacation over this weekend, uh, and I plugged it in into the the, the socket like at the hotel was going goofy and it blew up my phone. So it just shuts off randomly. So I'm not really on social media that much right now, but you can find me on Twitter. You can find me on Facebook. I have a YouTube channel called Chris Wolford. I really don't post there much anymore. Kind of lost interest in YouTube, Hmm. Uh, but that's where you could find me or you could yell at me, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Yell in all caps with Cifra. Yes. Yes. All right, Chris, thanks so much. Stay on the line for us, and uh, thank you guys for listening to this bonus episode of Conspiracy Normal. We'll be back on the main show next week. Till then, later. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. Grand Canyon University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours to scholarships, academic support, and your GCU graduation team led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.